0: Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine, and today we've got something a little bit different than what you might be used to. Uh, It is just going to be me, your humble host, narrator, and storyteller, if that's one that works to tell. So basically what I'm doing here today, I've done a few solo podcasts in the past, and uh, if you've heard previous episodes is because I used to do a show called uh, what did I just say with my buddy Jeff and occasionally whether it be scheduling conflicts or uh, uh, family issues or traveling issues you know like your car don't work whatever we had to record solo I would record mine he'd record his and I'd either put them together or I would just record a solo episode and throw it up on the internet just for I don't know filler sometimes people just like to listen to stuff I'm one of them uh, but that is not what is happening here. Okay, so basically, what's going on is uh, we had some scheduling issues. Me and Patrick did, and we weren't able to get an episode out two weeks ago. Uh, by the time you hear this, yeah, it would be you—you'd be the first episode that we missed uh, for what you would normally be used to, or you'd at least see the date afterwards. Um, and then there was a. Uh, how would I say, a miscommunication uh, and a uh, disagreement, and I haven't heard from him since, not to say I won't ever hear from him, but that has created sort of a, I I don't know what the hell, a limbo, a limbo of sorts of what's going to happen to the show, so could be good, could be bad, could most likely be somewhere in the middle, Um, still waiting to hear from him, uh, and then we'll figure out when we'll be able to get together again after this, because Our schedules are tough. Um, I mean, I get home late on Thursdays, and Thursday's his day off, which is why we tried to do it originally. Uh, But, you know, shit happens. You have have life going on. So he'll usually be busy in the afternoons, which is when I'm free, so it doesn't help that it's his day off. But he doesn't get to pick all of his days off, so mine being Wednesday, you know, he might have to work a closing shift or an opening shift, and it just doesn't work out every time. So we're going to try, at least I think, to do something to kind of fix the the situation there that we have. And I'm okay with missing weeks and or inconsistent release schedules. I mean let's all be honest, this is just for fun. We we don't have thousands of listens and uh revenue coming in from advertisements and whatever it may be. So as long as we can do this is what I care about. And if that's not the case, you know, sometimes that happens where maybe it doesn't work out as such. Um, I'm still gonna release on this. I, I like recording and the Hardest part about solo is, recording a a podcast solo is, A, you have to feel like your words are worth something, which most people don't, sometimes they do, and B, you have to convince yourself to say them in the first place. Everyone has an inner monologue going, at all all points in time, no matter what you're doing, you're thinking it through. Some people are crazy and, and say it out loud, like let's say you're working on your computer and something pisses you off and you call it a bunch of names, some people just internalize it and stay quiet. Now you just got to convince yourself that whatever is happening in your head is happening in real time, which creates kind of a scattered conversation such as what's going to happen now because I'm not taking the time to think of the words that I'm going to say. I'm just saying them as if I was like a freestyle rapper without the ability to flow and rhyme accurately. So if this is what I have to do weekly, I'm okay with it. You know, maybe not all the time. I mean, heck, I could record two, three. I've got a lot of things on my mind, whether it be happy, sad, depressing uh angry whatever I I mean there's a lot going on in life why not talk about it and if people enjoy listening to it even better also I wouldn't mind finding another host if it comes down to that I would prefer to keep Patrick that's the goal but maybe I could either find a permanent co-host or kind of a um rotating sort of a thing whoever's available whatever friends I can get on do some by myself. God, that sounds hot. Uh, maybe get Jeff over, get a little, maybe a third person, get a little three-way action on the mic. Uh, that could be fun. But, you know, whether it's fluid or concrete, I think it could work out anyways. The important thing is having some sort of chemistry. Uh, I thought me, me and Patrick have it uh, at times. I'm sure there's there's some episodes where it's not necessarily there for one reason or another. But overall, I think we've got a pretty good back and forth. Uh, so my goal is to find something like that. Someone who can and fill that niche that Patrick had um, again. Priority is to maybe continue with the traditional man of the machine with me and Patrick because he lives so far away. That's my main contact to him. That's if it wasn't for that, you know, we talk to each other maybe once a month, and I really like that about it. I get to sit down once a week. Obviously, hopefully, Patrick, if you're listening to this, that you'll be like, "Who's not fucking once a week?" That's not the point. Hopefully, once a week. Chit chat with who I would consider my best friend about the things I love most, and that being comics, and movies, and music, and TV shows, and Netflix, and all this bullshit. Well, I guess Netflix is encompassed by the other two, or the other two are encompassed by Netflix, but that's not the point. So, what, what? I don't even know. Like I said, I'm kind of talking without thinking. Uh, my point is I need to find someone who I can enjoy talking to that's not just myself. I obviously love talking to myself. That's What I do the most is I'm, when we're out in a crowd and stuff, I'm generally the talker. Um, And if I'm quiet, there's generally a reason, whether I be angry or uncomfortable. Well, I don't really get, I'm I'm a very easygoing person, so I wouldn't say uncomfortable is necessarily the right word there. But I like to talk, and this is what I want to do, which will lead me into what I wanted to talk about for just a second uh, to see if, uh, what maybe your reactions is when you're listening to this. Every, so me and my wife are driving home from a photo shoot, which was, okay, I agreed. My wife is trying to get into modeling, and she's gorgeous, so I, I think it's a great idea, and I want to help her try to get as far as she can in that. But she's got all these, She we did one photo shoot a long time ago that I did with her, and I have a picture that is just, oh, dude, I've got that lean with the blue blazer. I've got, like, I don't know, a, a little bit of a beard, not nothing crazy. My hair's, oh, I look so good. My friends call it my GQ picture. Now, whether or not I am actually handsome, don't worry about it. Your brain convinces you you're five times as handsome as you are. Probably a fake fact. Saw it on the internet, but I'm going to trust it. I look like a hunk. And after that, she got a fair amount of response from it. Not in the forms of, you know, likes and all this yada yada, but she had people reaching out to her because this was a... professional photographer with a set in a studio this was a not just like hey your friend has a nice camera so they want to take pictures of you because everyone's a photographer i don't mean to say that in a vindictive way it'll make sense in a minute and she got a lot of response from uh, people uh just like these photographers reaching out to her hey you those pictures were great and she would start a conversation with them and uh she ended up setting up a couple of photo shoots and one of them which was lucky enough was a fellow at work had a, his wife does a photography business, so she took a bunch of, they say, boudoir, but it's just, it's lingerie, it's sexy, it's it's smut is what it is, my wife's doing smut, and uh, she took a bunch of, well, that sounded rude, it, it's not smut at all, it's very tasteful, it's just lingerie and, like, cool angles, oh, she just looks phenomenal, and after that one, even more people reached out to her, so she set up a bunch of photo shoots, but as I'm sure you could understand, a mid-20 hundred pound five foot four female it's kind of intimidating for these random people a lot of them men which i thought was weird i thought women were there was more women photographers than men but i think i was really off on that which is not the point um they're reaching out to you asking hey can i take pictures of you they see that you do these kind of it's not what she wants to do the most of but they see you do these kind of lingerie-esque pictures and they start asking you if you'd like to do a photo shoot with them i'm sure you can understand how creepy that would be So, for every shoot, she has someone go with her, and uh, obviously, preferably me. Uh, So, Saturday, Sunday, sorry, Sunday, just just a few days ago, I told her, well, technically yesterday, I said I would go with her. Of course I would go with her. Why not? I get to look at her, um, I get to see these pictures, and I got to make sure she's safe. So, I went with her, and I am so thankful that, I think she's more thankful than I am, but we are so thankful that I went, because... Not the guy. The guy was amazing. The photographer was top notch, but when you pulled up to this place, it was a red brick building with like corrosion and like this broken down corners, and the brick is falling apart. It was a freaking mess, and that was just like our initial impression. Then he, the guy, came outside and waited, and he's like, "I got to come unlock the door," as if that wasn't creepy enough. And uh, this dude must eat crepes or something. And only creeps or crepes are for creeps. Everybody knows that. And he comes out opens the door, lets us in, and we're like, okay, this is fine. You know, I'm carrying all her stuff. She has bags. And we go on in there, and it is a freaking run-down warehouse. And I don't understand how the person who manages the property does because they can't make much off of anyone. But you're walking through, you know, uh, paint's peeling, and there's scratches in the floor, and the bricks are, like I said, kind of rotting away. You know how they kind of crack and uh, turn to dust? And then there's more doors, and you're walking around, and you go in, and they have a really nice section. Actually, they have a a, a beautiful little like room where her band plays. I guess the property manager, the the I'll get to that. She's got a band, and it's beautiful. All these chairs, and then he's got all his uh, professional like lighting set up. So it turned out really well, but I I'm sure you can imagine what walking into that in scantily clad clothing could feel like. What kind of impression that could lead? There's no one around, there's no other cars in the parking lot. It's a brick building with locks on every door that are old and rusty. It's 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 intimidating. So I don't know why I decided to tell that story, but why did I tell I, I guess I was just setting up the point of what I was going after. So I guess that's all irrelevant. But just know uh, you should check out her pages and stuff and, and see the pictures she's capable of and and share them and like them and whatever because she's amazing and hopefully she gets somewhere with this. That's the goal, right? Which will lead me into the final. I'm there. I got there. All right. That was a long journey for what I wanted. On our way back home, sorry if the tapping's loud, on our way back home, we're driving by, right by, down by our house, there's kind of like this pizza shop that's a little bit run down. Um, not necessarily like a trash heap but it was definitely uh, lower grade as far as uh how well it was upkept. and franny just goes wow why did it was a pizza shop by the way franny goes why does everyone want to open a pizza shop and i was like what do you mean everyone wants?" and one person tried to open one here and it didn't work out and she's she brought up a good point you know that's restaurants is one of the fastest to close after they reopen types of places i mean not counting like uh, not counting, like, small businesses and malls because they can't afford the rent. Like, I'm saying in general, you'll you'll buy a place and open up a restaurant, and unfortunately, they shut down kind of often because that's such a competitive place, you know, with all the fucking chains and the fat... I'm going to try to swear less and uh, now that I'm by myself. I'm going to try to swear a little bit less. And we're chit-chatting about it a little bit, and I was like, I mean, anyone... So, A, not everyone tries to do this. I don't know anyone who's tried to open a piece of place. And, B, it's kind of incredible that, and, and this is going to sound kind of like 1950s uh, America's Great thing, but that anyone can try to do anything. So, like my wife, trying to become a model now. She's 27, and people, honestly, I don't get this. People are already like, whoa, you're too old for that. I'm like, hey, fuck, have you seen her? Like, who cares about age? That doesn't mean anything. You can see all these pictures online of all these amazing looking men and women that are, I'm, well, okay, for men, age makes all the difference. As soon as you get that salt and pepper look, Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good look. I like that look. I want that for myself. But with women, it's, it's it's indescribable. Just whenever they're hot. I talked about this with Patrick in detail about how much of a fox Helen Mirren is. Even at, like, I think she said she's 74. Don't care. 10 out of 10 would banger. And I don't understand that sort of, like, you can't do it because this, this, and that. And that is why I think it's so cool that anyone can do anything. So when I say I do podcasts... A lot of the responses are, oh, what are you trying to get famous? No, I'm not trying to get famous. It's like I said, I enjoy talking. It's a fun way to to record what's going on. And there's stories I can go back to now. You know, like people with pictures. Um, I can come back and my favorite episode of, of ours that is, is, uh, I've actually re-listened to a few times is comic book creation or comic creation because uh, I think it's freaking hilarious. And I love my Batman story that I pitched. Uh, and then you've got all these people, like I said earlier, and I, I said it in a snarky way, but I didn't mean it. Everyone's a photographer. My my best friend growing up, she became a photographer. A bunch of friends from school became photographers. My sister-in-law just got a brand new like eight hundred dollar DSLR. Then she's a photographer. And you know, fr- Fran's out or friends I'm mixing my wife's name up with friends. Franny always uh la- thinks she takes artistic not in a photography sense. She doesn't want to do that, but she, you know likes to laud herself for how good her her pictures are with just her cell phone because cell phone cameras have come a long way. But When I think it's oversimplified to just say everyone wants to do something because in reality, I don't know a ton of podcasters. I know maybe three. My friend Kia, who's killing it in Philadelphia doing this awesome podcast, um, Orion Radio, which his middle name is Orion and it's the coolest fucking nickname ever. Oh, God. I said I wasn't going to swear. It's the coolest middle name ever and I, I, I may end up messaging him one day asking if I can use it for my son if I have a son uh but anyways he's doing a podcast he's doing really good with it as far as i can tell um a little bit off note my buddy uh jake his well i shouldn't say my buddy jake's brother because dj is my friend and i really like him but uh he does twitch he's one of those guys who likes to stream games and i know another friend mandy who likes to stream games you know that's only two people out of what the few hundred i know it's not people act like it's so overcrowded and it is like go on youtube and everyone's making youtube videos obviously i don't mean everyone i just kind of defended that point but they're, they're everywhere. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't at least give it a shot or, or continue with it if you like it regardless of the response just because you're not getting the views or you're not getting the likes or you're not getting the sponsors or you're not whatever. That doesn't mean you have to stop doing it. I, I think it's incredible that I can just sit here at my desk with my mic which, by the way, half the reason I'm continuing with recording these even if it has to be solo. My buddy Tommy bought me a freaking ball-and-ass blue Yeti mic And I don't want to see it go to waste. I just got this thing for Christmas. I've used it on one podcast, two podcasts. So I'm going to keep this thing. I mean, if you think my voice sounds bad, that's just my voice. I apologize. I got a nasally voice. Don't judge me for it. I've been told I sound like Steve Buscemi. I got no shame. Although I guess when I get really excited, I've been told I was playing Xbox one day like years ago and it stuck with me. I got really excited. When I get excited, my voice just goes up octave after octave. It just keeps climbing climbing, and I get, like, really, not energetic, but kind of, like, faster with my speech, they said I sound like Mickey Mouse, and I don't get that. I don't really, I don't, I don't hear the, oh, boy, like, I don't, don't, that's not, I don't think my voice gets quite there, but, uh, I don't know, oh, yeah, sorry, I think it's incredible that I can sit here with, uh, (laughs) I don't know what happened there, sit here with my mic, hit record on here, and upload it for anyone who wants to, to hear it. Whether they want to hear my stories, or they want to hear my voice, or they want to hear me pick on my friend, or they want to hear what I have to say about the current Batman run, uh, The White Knight. It's amazing. It, it could be anything. And if only one person listens... if Wow, I'm slurring really bad. If only one person listens to this, I'm fine with that. Even if that one person's me. Because I enjoy hearing what I have to say anyways. So, I, I really think it's amazing... That there's no limitations except for ourselves. And and that sounds, I'm not, hmm, I didn't want to sound all self-helpy because I don't, I, that kind of shit's so annoying. I'm sorry, I swear again. It's so annoying. I, I don't, I don't believe anyone can help anyone except themselves. And that's not true because I've gotten, it's a mess. I don't know where I'm going with this. Point remains, I want to keep recording. So me and my buddy Jake, were talking about him coming on and doing this with me. So that's something I'm looking forward to, and hopefully we can create something great out of whether it's a single episode or the next two years. Uh, we have a ton in common, but you know how me and Patrick talk heavily about comics? That'll slide out a little bit, because Jake doesn't read comics, and I'm trying to get him there. I'm trying, I'm trying real hard, but it's not going so great. So I want to get him into comics, because he managed to pull me, and now I am... Well, I wouldn't say full-on, but I'm I'm getting pretty aggressively into magic in the sense that I enjoy buying cards, and that's a that's about it. I'm not very good at the game. I'm not a fast enough thinker for it. I I, or I guess fast enough isn't the right way. I'm not a planner by any stretch of the imagination. Every week, I make about three plans on the same day, and then I get really pissed when I can't do them all because I forgot I made those plans. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So with that game, you have to... You have to think a, a, a step ahead, two steps ahead, three steps ahead, and if you don't, god damn it, they punish you for it. So I went and played Modern, and he he actually said he wanted to do an episode with me. So I'm not gonna bust my nut right now on Magic, but I'm I'm starting to collect more. My I'm I'm already getting more and more cards. Every time I came home at first, I was like, oh, I didn't really add any cards this week, and then flat, you know, fast forward two months, and now I'm like, oh shit. I need to start buying, like, little boxes to keep this stuff in because I have too many freaking cards. So as that goes on, we'll be talking a lot about Magic. Um, I would love to get his brother DJ on, talk about games, movies. That stuff's fun. I have a friend, Albert, who's, like, 22, 21. No, he turned 21 this year, actually. I know that because they we were going to do something for him, and I don't know what happened there, um, who's super into Smash Brothers. I would love to do an entire podcast just talking about Super Smash Brothers um, and so on and so forth. I'd like to find people and then... You know, maybe, just maybe, potentially, I don't know, me and Jeff can get back together and start recording again. Because what did I just say? The show I did with him was one of the most like most fun experiences I've had in my life. We, It was nonstop like laughter. Well, okay, we got a little political one time talking about the Nazi stuff that was going on. I still full-heartedly disagree with you, Jeff. Nazis are bad and they don't have a right to protest. That's not the point uh when we weren't talking about nazis or donald trump which we managed to stay off a lot everything went hunky-dory and i wish we could continue it and we will because i want to talk to him about that patriots game because the patriots lost super bowl because they didn't deserve it that's no they deserved it i'm sorry it i'm very happy the eagles won i think they earned it and they deserved it and it's the first one for the whole thing you guys have five You got eight trips with Tom. You've got 10 in total, 10 trips in total. You got enough for this year. Next year, good luck. Get back there. Lose to another NFC team. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But otherwise, like maybe the Packers. I don't know. Packers have enough as well. They've had enough success. Maybe Aaron like gets traded and does really good on some other team. I don't care. I'm trying to pull back on sports because I found, actually, I know exactly the moment when I lost it. The two moments, the two moments when I lost it. One, 2014 NFC Championship Game, Packers versus the Seahawks. Packers are up like 21 to three. Ooh, everything's going good. Then it kind of like teeter totters back. Oh no, now it's 21 to uh, 10. Now it's 21 to 17. Oh, it's up 28 to 17. Like it went kind of like that. Oh, the fourth quarter. Russell Wilson, who I still believe is underrated, even though most people will call him overrated. I really like Russell Wilson. I think he's a quality quarterback and just a stand up guy. Anyways. Leads a fourth quarter tying drive, pisses me right the fuck off. Uh, uh, They get an onside kick because fucking, I can't even remember the guy's name. I'm so sorry. God, I'm swearing. Uh, Some guy botches an onside kick recovery that was just right into his hands. And uh, I got, I was starting to get, you know, you know, like when you're getting angry at someone for saying something stupid, I was getting like that at the television, which every sports fan does, but it was in a way that. Usually it's mental, and you're like, oh, come on, and you get, get kind of amped up. This was like physically emotional, like my heart was racing, and you got kind of that stomach feeling. I don't like that. If you like that in sports, cool. Good for you. Not for me. And when they lost, I was like, blanket over my head, just don't talk to me for a while, guys. Just leave me alone. I'll I'll handle this myself. I didn't like the way I reacted then. The other time, which was the inverse of it, was uh, 2015, what's this year, 20, 2016 uh when we moved to connecticut there was a game and they were playing i want to say they were playing the bears there was playoff implications of the game or maybe it was in the playoffs like the first round and i'm watching it i'm watching it and i'm getting that same feeling because the packers are down i'm getting that queasy feeling like oh god this is it this is gonna happen aaron Rodgers throws a game-winning touchdown and i started like smacking the bed you know you're like on your hands and knees and you start smacking it and you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you get really amped up like fucking it happened this is amazing I don't like feeling that way about something as trivial as other people doing stuff. Like, I'm not watching a story being... Okay, technically you are watching a story being told, but I'm not watching something that, just like a movie, or what. I don't like getting emotional in movies. It has no actual investment in life. If I'm watching a friend, like, let's say my buddy Jake was in the game and he threw the touchdown or he got the interception whatever, that's awesome. Then I can get emotional because that has direct implications to my life. But this kind of, like nebulous it's just for the fun of entertainment stuff i try to keep myself out of which is why i think i'm not good at getting myself into wrestling i went to the royal rumble well two weeks ago i mean it was the week before we had this uh disagreement i went to that royal rumble and in person mob mentality takes over that shit was insane chanting and 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 yelling and wooing and clapping, and standing up, and sitting down, and like, grabbing the people around you, because it's so exciting, that kind of stuff feels great, but when I'm at home, like, sitting on the couch, and my buddy's like, hey, watch this match, I can't sell myself on it, and these fans are passionate to no end, I mean, my favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns, he, he, catches a lot of flack and people like legitimately hate him and i don't get it because it's just a wrestler i don't i don't see the emotional attachment there but when their guy wins they go crazy when their guys loses they go crazy when their guy leaves the company comes back to the company injury whatever they have such a i mean heck you've heard patrick talk about it i mean it is a full-on emotional investment in this kind of stuff that i just don't have for anything really except okay okay and this kind of can go you, on both sides of the argument, except video games. And I, I think a lot of you can understand that when I'm playing a game, because that's that's I'm the one either succeeding or well failing. I get I don't start. I'm not a controller thrower. I don't start smashing stuff, but I am a yeller, not like an angry yell, but like a exacerbated. Like if I die. So I was playing Fortnite, and I'm doing really well. And uh, it's, I've got nine kills, the most I've ever gotten in a single game. It's down to the last two peop- three people, technically. Me and this guy are fighting. I shotgun him twice, and I'm like, and I'm 60 damage, so his shield's gone. 60 damage. He's got, like, half-life because um, I don't know how much shield he had. I, I, I have a purple, which is the, the one away from the strongest gun you can get. I've got a purple shotgun. I'm not even what I would assume to be about 10 feet from him. I pull up. I just did 60 with it twice from farther, and I shoot, and it does 7 damage, and he freaking one-shots me in the head. I was, it, was, it wasn't, it was like I said, I wasn't growling or screaming, I didn't throw anything, I just went, I don't want to yell into the mic, I just went, what just happened? And then I pause, hands up in the air, I'm sure you can you can kind of picture it, like, you know when people put their hands on the back of their head and then throw them forward? You know, I'm freaking out, and I'm staring at us, I turn, my cat's sitting there freaked out because I just screamed, and I just yell, can you freaking did you see, like, you know, like that stammering, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what just happened, that kind of stuff, you could argue, just a video game, kind of irrelevant, why are you getting excited, but I'm in control of it, so, so I'll, I'll give myself a pass here, I'll give myself the slight leeway here, that this is different, and fair, and whatever the hell you want to say it, but with sports in general, aside from maybe the Olympics, or the World Cup, and those are literal worldwide events that just affect everyone in some sort of way. Those I can get down with. But this localized stuff, I I don't know. I get passionate about the NBA and then I like pull back and I'm like, "Wait a minute. Which by the way, if you're sleeping on the Rockets right now, you're a goddamn fool. I think they're going to win it this year and if they don't and Golden State manages to beat them, I will be blown away cuz they are I think they have the best record or tied for the best record with the Warriors. They're they're animals. Um what was, oh, uh, the only sport that I can watch every day of the week and not get like that is hockey. I freaking love hockey, and I love watching both teams succeed. Like I don't care. Like when I'm watching basketball, I want to see LeBron James go off, and and I'll have a good time. When I'm watching uh, football, I want to see the anyone but the Bears win. When I'm watching hockey, it's just kind of like it's like a good play is a good play. You can appreciate it either way. You know, when your team throws the your quarterback throws the ball. And and it gets intercepted on this crazy diving catch, but you can't be happy for it, even though it was an insanely athletic play. You're still pissed off because it's your team that threw the interception. In hockey, none of that. If something cool happens, shit, man, something cool just happened. And I'm I'm hunky dory with it. I could watch that over and over and over again and just be p- perfectly pleased with it, be hundred percent happy with it. Um, so that's one that I'll keep in my mind. But oh, otherwise, I just I just get I'm a very we talked about this today at work. I'm a very passionate person, whether it's my collections or what, um, or just something I believe in. Like, I get, the amount of arguments I get in over Batman alone is insane. People want to pull some bullshit, like he doesn't, he's not a superhero. He is, uh, or say he doesn't have superpowers. No, technically not, but I would argue that being him is the superpower, and that's for another day. Um, they'll say Tony Stark's smarter than him. I will burn your house down there is he's not it's just, it's just he's not batman is let me think uh you got lex Luthor, who's maybe who's smart well okay no doomsday clock painted it perfectly there's this new story out called doomsday clock that is a continuation of the watchman series and ozymandias the smartest man in watchman universe lands in the dc universe yada yada he's got this whole thing and he says we're gonna go talk to the two smartest people on this planet he goes to lex Luthor. rorschach goes to batman There's no way around it. Whereas in the Marvel Universe, I mean, shit. You've got T'Challa, who... I'm probably saying that wrong. Black Panther. You've got Reed Richards. You've got uh, Doctor Doom. Spider-Man is almost smarter than Iron Man. Um, You've got Bruce Banner, the Hulk. You've got Vision, who's kind of a cop-out because he's an android. But still, nonetheless, he's really super intelligent. Uh, And then the villains, I'm not even going to start with. But you have... All of those, and then in the DC universe, it is widely acknowledged. Besides maybe Brainiac, that it's and side, I guess, but that's a different kind of thing. It's Batman and it's Lex Luthor, or vice versa. I, I just I don't. People like to argue the suit. Yes, Tony Stark's an amazing engineer. He builds weapons. I'm not gonna say that's not impressive. And then they'll pull the Lucius thing, which the freaking Christopher Nolan series ruined this. Yes, he does have people who help, and he does pay for a lot. But there's also stories where it's entirely based on his designs and, and on, he fabricates the prototypes and he even fabricates the finished stuff. He fixes the Batmobile when it breaks, he fixes all the stuff. The difference is he is not copping out by relying on the suit to do it. Iron Man built this thing because his body's not capable. Batman is a full, he has mastered over 130 martial arts. His body is in the peak physical shape that a human being can be in without superpowers he doesn't need that stuff. He just needs additions. He needs stuff to help him be the greatest detective there ever was. And you, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, I I don't know why. I get so whew, turned turned up about Batman. I just love him so much. And he's not even, okay, I don't love him. He's not even my top five superheroes. No, it's Daredevil, Flash, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Vision. Vision can be swapped around kind of with like four or five people, Batman being one of them. But point is, he's not gonna tough. You just have, there's a reason that all of the best stories written are almost all Batman stories. It's not because the character this, or I mean, it's not because like people favored him. It's because he's the character that you can write the best stories for. He's got so much to him. I mean, you ask me who the best Daredevil story ever was. I'm going to tell you it's Frank Miller's uh, Born Again. Obviously, boom, done. The best Wolverine story ever, it's Chris Claremont. Sorry, I almost stuttered on that. Boom, done. The best Spider-Man story ever. Okay, that one's a little bit harder, but maybe Craven's Hunt, who I can't remember who that's by. Um, the best X-Men story ever. It's uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. by Like, that kind of stuff's easy. The best Batman story ever is not that easy. A lot of people will say The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. Some people will say Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison. Some people will say, shit, any of the stuff that Zack Snyder did in the last 15 years, um, Endgame, uh, Court of Owls, uh, Death of the Family, yada yada. Uh, Grant Morrison actually did another really great run on Batman uh, Batman and Robin where Dick Grayson is Batman and Damian Wayne is Robin and then he dies. It's a whole thing. Point is, you can go through every... Oh, the killing joke with Alan Moore. What the... How did I miss that one? You can go through all of these Batman stories and consistently find good stories because he's such a good character and there's so much to dive into. There's so much to learn and there's so much to create around him. Whereas all these other guys have a little bit less, which is not to say they're bad. Anyways, there is phenomenal stories from each of these people. It's the consistency, though, that people are dropping on Batman, and they try to think it's because DC favors him. It's like, no. When Frank Miller did that, he wasn't the biggest name in comics. Alan Moore was, I guess, always the biggest name. So maybe not. That's not the best one. Uh, Grant Morrison did Batman early, early on when he did his. Scott Snyder wasn't even freaking. No one knew his name when he. Okay, that's not true, but. He was mid-level at best when he took on Batman. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that character that makes it so easy to write for. it, And that's why I will defend the character to the end. I don't I don't like when Mm. mm I'm sorry. I get See, remember when I <laughs> oh, remember when I just said not to get too emotional about stuff that doesn't matter? This is one of those moments where I just can't help it. It's very easy for me to get lost in in Batman and comics in general cuz I am trying to get much much deeper into comics. It's it's up there among sorry if that got quiet i looked down and my phone was going on uh (laughs) because of a group chat from frankie uh it's very easy for me to get defensive of that and at work everyone is marvel fans except for edwin who likes dc but he doesn't like batman but he respects batman because he gets it um, people the, the verse is all anyone will think of when they think of DC because nobody likes the current stuff even though I, I, I enjoy it I'm not going to say it's good I'm not going to defend it in that way I just love the hell out of it BVS is one of my favorite superhero movies ever just because I get to see Batman fight Superman that was freaking awesome Wonder Woman is unanimously like a good movie across the board yeah, Man of Steel's fine Suicide Squad I love but it's trash And and Justice League again was fine I think the I think the cgi lip really took away from the movie, but it did have some major plot holes. Um, but everyone, they just go Nolanverse for for DC, which is just Batman in a very specific way, and then all everything that's happened Marvel, which is fair because Marvel has done a much better job of universe building, and they started earlier. But those companies have freaking... DC has 75 years or something like that worth of history. Marvel has... 55, 60 years worth of history, like, I don't, I don't like when people just kind of assume that what's happening right this moment is all you can talk about, uh, when it comes to, I mean, when you're talking sports, yes, your team won in the 90s, cool, get over it, but with comics, that's not really how it goes, these stories will last forever, these stories, my very first story I ever read was Watchmen, which is the greatest graphic novel of all time, not just me saying that, everybody says it, everybody who's ever been anything says it, It, maybe, not, that was an exaggeration. And that story came out in 1986, which, by the way, not trying to brag, I do own issues 1 through 12 of it now in pristine condition. I don't know. It's just a thing I do. But that was my first ever introduction to comics, not counting as a kid seeing random stuff, but I never actually owned anything. It's irrelevant. Anything else that came after that to me, that is the history of comic books, but when you're talking about all these different characters and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, Watchmen this. They'll be like, that doesn't have freaking the Hulk in it, so why should I care? It's like, are you kidding me? Now I'm getting off track from the DC Marvel thing. Comics in general between Watchmen and Preacher and my favorite independent thing ever called Chew, which is about a detective who can get the memories from anything he eats. Super trippy, but incredibly amazing. Um, There's uh, Sandman by Neil Gaiman. That's a huge one, which is technically part of DC Universe um and anything alan moore's wrote i don't know if you if you've kind of caught on by now i really like alan moore big big old fan of alan moore um but he wrote like league of extraordinary gentlemen which is great garth ennis did this uh, series called hitman which is phenomenal it's about an assassin who can see through walls and read minds it, and it's like goofy it's kind of like a deadpool ish um where you can kind of mess around with it and he he doesn't really take himself seriously but then when he needs to he does it's it's a whole thing um point remains I I don't have a point. The point doesn't remain. I got nothing. I don't know where that was headed. Um, But I I would love to sit here and chat for an hour, but unfortunately I got to start getting the house around because my wife will be home soon, and I think that close to 40 minutes is enough for a solo podcast. I doubt anyone will even make it to the end of this puppy. So uh, like I said, I'm going to put this one up immediately. You'll be seeing this on Monday, and if you don't, hopefully you'll see it Tuesday or Thursday or any time in your life, and I get a few views out of this, listens. But uh, I will have one up on Friday, whether it's with a friend or not. Uh, Hopefully, fingers crossed, Patrick made it through this episode, and maybe it's with him, and that would be cool. Uh, I will have an episode for you on Friday, and I will try to do that every week. If I miss one, my bad. If I get one up randomly throughout the week because I thought I had something to say, I will. Like, for example, I could have talked this entire episode about those Obama portraits. But it would be counterintuitive to what I was yelling at the guy on the radio on my way here. Listen, Sorry, I got one more thing to say. I listened to this radio station on my way home, 94.9. It's the Savage Nation starting at like three, I don't know. Anyways, this dude's super right-wing, and he spent, I I have a 30-minute drive home, 15 of it was advertisements because this fucking guy just wants money. 10 of it was just him literally telling you that he he knows art. And he said it, I I don't want to compare him to anyone, but just picture him, he's saying, Trust me, I know, I, I've bought art, I bought, I've bought a lot of art, I've owned a lot of art. Actually, just this, oh, how coincidental, just this last weekend, I went on and I ordered, and then he spent the next 10 minutes lift, listing off random shit that no one cares about. From, oh, this one was 1890 and it was made by such and such, and it's a brass version of this. I'm not doubting his knowledge, I'm just wondering why he just so happened to order it this weekend. And then this, Anyways, he spent the entire time talking about that, and then five minutes, the last five minutes of it, was him just destroying barack obama and talking about how much of a disgrace this is and i just sat there thinking like how is this worth talking about on a national radio show because his is national it's it's not i mean it is local i think he's out of new york i think um maybe it's out of connecticut uh but it's it's everywhere and he likes to brag about that a lot it's mostly internet that he's talking about but not the point I just couldn't wrap my head around the amount of news that's out there, whether it be something as trivial as entertainment bullshit or something as serious as uh stock market or uh, budget bills or international relations or whatever. He decided to spend this entire time just talking about the fact that these portraits don't necessarily look good. And he found a way to twist it around on Barack Obama, on Donald Trump, on this, that, and the other. It didn't make any sense to me. I couldn't. I couldn't, wrap my head around why he was talking about it. They're just pictures that someone painted of the president and, well, uh, former president and his family. How that is in any way related to politics in general, if that's where you want to go, one thing. Related to entertainment, another thing. He, he had nothing to do in it. He just stood there and got the... They did the portraits. I don't even know if he stood there. You could look at a picture. And, wow, my voice was getting a little Mickey Mouse there. Uh, so... I could spend an entire episode just talking about that. So if I'm driving home and that mofo is talking about something stupid, chances are I'll want to speak about it. If I read a new comic, which by the way, The White Knight apparently just revealed that Bruce Wayne's father was a Nazi, I don't even, oh, spoiler alert, sorry, I probably should have said that, but yeah, I'm going to read that story and if I find, if I'm done reading it and I can't fathom what I just read and I have to talk about it, well, chances are I'll come on here, record something fun and throw it up on the page. So keep an eye out for what I've got to say, and if it's lame, eh, whatever. Just don't listen to it. Maybe try again next week. I'm cool with that. Uh, otherwise, hopefully I'll have some guests on. I'll have a new, another host. I'll have my original host again, and everything will be all hunky-dory. Otherwise, this has been a super unconventional, slightly drag-on, incomprehensible, slurred nonsense that is men of the machine i will always be your host kevin and thanks for listening